Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about a concept called the hedonic treadmill. It's a concept I came across or randomly discovered in the book, The Personal MBA by Josh Kaufman. This concept refers to a common situation many of us have found ourselves in at one point or another, searching for happiness. If you'd like to read a transcript of this episode, you can go to lifeinenglish.net forward slash EP77. All right, my friend, let's get into the episode. Now, first, I'm going to read a passage from Josh's book about the hedonic treadmill. After that, I'll explain any vocabulary that I imagine might be difficult to understand or that you simply never heard before. And that'll be it for the episode. And if you want to read along with me, if you want to read this passage as I am reading it to you, you can go to the link I just told you about, lifeinenglish.net forward slash EP77. Click the link on that page and it will take you to Josh Kaufman's website where you can read the passage. All right. So what I'm about to read are not my words. Okay. I didn't write this. This is a passage from his book. I just want to make that clear. All right. So I'm about to get started now. Here we go. What is the hedonic treadmill? The hedonic treadmill explains why people who achieve wealth status, and fame continue to seek more. We pursue pleasurable things because we think they'll make us happy. When we finally achieve or acquire what we're seeking, we adapt to our success in a very short period of time, and our success no longer gives us pleasure. As a result, we begin seeking something new, and the cycle repeats. Josh Kaufman explains the hedonic treadmill. Let's assume that you believe buying a fancy new car will make you happy. In the short term, it might. For the first week or so, you'll probably experience great pleasure when you drive. Over time, however, your joy will fade, a phenomenon psychologists call hedonic adaptation. Before long, your new car will blend into your surroundings and your mind will fixate on something else to pursue in the quest for happiness. This cycle is called the hedonic treadmill. We pursue pleasurable things because we think they'll make us happy. 
When we finally achieve or acquire what we're seeking, we adapt to our success in a very short period of time, and our success no longer gives us pleasure. As a result, we begin seeking something new, and the cycle repeats. The hedonic treadmill explains why people who achieve wealth, status, and fame continue to seek more. Since we're not satisfied with what we have for very long, it's only a matter of time before we fixate on something else to achieve or possess. The hedonic treadmill is a major problem if you'd like to experience a feeling of success or achievement for an extended period of time. It's possible to work hard, invest, sacrifice, and push your way to the top of your field only to find yourself restless and despondent. You'd be surprised at how many successful people aren't happy with their lives, even after they've achieved everything they set out to do. Short-circuiting the hedonic treadmill is tricky. It's a side effect of caveman syndrome. There are, however, a few things we can focus on that tend to lead to sustained levels of life satisfaction. Based on the available research, here are five priorities that will contribute to your long-term happiness in a way that minimizes hedonic adaptation. Number one, work to make enough money. Money contributes to happiness, but only to a certain point. According to a study by Daniel Kahneman and Angus Deaton, money has a positive correlation with the reported levels of happiness up to an annual income of approximately 75000 U.S. dollars per year, which represents an income in the top third of U.S. households in 2008 and 2009, the years of the study. This level of income is very achievable. Average household income in the study was $71,500. Once you have enough money to cover the necessities and a few luxuries, you reach a point of diminishing returns. Every $1 you earn doesn't provide the same amount of utility. Beyond the point of diminishing returns, having more money doesn't increase happiness and may actually decrease it by coming, by becoming a source of stress and worry. Knowing your monetary point of diminishing returns is useful. By consciously limiting your consumption beyond a certain point and establishing long-term savings, you can reap the benefits of financial security and resilience without spending every waking moment working to pay for pleasures you'll adapt to in less than a month. As a general rule, experiences contribute more to happiness than material goods. Beyond the point where your needs are met, you'll get a higher emotional return for your dollar by traveling with people you like than by purchasing an expensive luxury item. Number two, focus on improving your health and energy. Health is a major contributing factor to happiness. When you feel great, you're more likely to feel happy. The converse is also true. When you feel ill, you tend to experience less pleasure, enjoyment, and life satisfaction. Experimenting with ways to improve your typical level of health and energy can result in huge improvements in your quality of life. Remember, the human body has performance requirements. Food, exercise, and rest are not optional. If you make it a priority to give your body what it needs to thrive, you'll reap the benefits over the years to come. Number three, spend time with people you enjoy. One of the single biggest predictors of happiness is the amount of time you spend with the people you enjoy. 
family, friends, and like-minded acquaintances. The context and environment are less important than the people you spend time with. Different people need different levels of social contact to feel happy. Extroverted people feel energized by social contact and need to be around others on a regular basis. Introverted people, like me, can go days or weeks with little social contact and generally get their energy from spending time alone. Still, introverted people benefit from spending time with the people they like. Regular social time with friends is highly correlated with major sustained increases in life satisfaction. Long meals and trips with friends are a great use of time. According to Dr. George Valent, director of the Harvard Study of Adult Development, the results of the study boil down to this. The only thing that really matters in life are your relationships with other people. Number four, remove chronic annoyances. There are many things in life that can wear on your nerves. Examining ways to reduce or eliminate chronic stresses or annoyances can generate significant improvements in life satisfaction. If you find driving in rush hour traffic stressful, moving closer to work is a good solution. If you don't like your current job, start looking for another. If you find working with a particular customer annoying, fire them. If you always forget to pack your laptop's power cable when you travel, buy a second cable that stays in your travel bag. By finding simple ways to remove unnecessary stress and frustration, you'll spend less time and energy feeling bad and more time feeling good. Number five, pursue a new challenge. Most people assume retirees feel overjoyed, but that's not often the case. It's common for people to derive a sense of purpose and enjoyment from their work, and retirees can feel empty and lost when their former career is no longer a priority. Left unresolved, this sense of loss can spiral into depression. The solution is to take on an exciting new challenge. This challenge can be anything. Acquiring a new skill, completing a big project, or pursuing a major accomplishment. Whether it's learning a new language, playing an instrument, building something from scratch, or completing a marathon. Striving for new achievement is the best way to experience happiness and growth over long periods of time. Focusing on experiences over material goods goes a long way if you want to step off the hedonic treadmill. In the immortal words of Charles Kingsley, a 19th century historian and clergyman, we act as though comfort and luxury were the chief requirements of life, when all we need to make us happy is something to be enthusiastic about. So now, at this part of the book or this passage, Josh Kaufman has some questions for you about the hedonic treadmill. Number one, are you pursuing pleasure beyond the point of diminishing returns? Number two, what can you do to move off of the hedonic treadmill? All right, y'all, so now I'm just going to share a few vocabulary words and phrases that I thought could be useful and that maybe you've never heard of or just simply aren't very easy to understand. Now, after reading that out loud, that whole passage, I realized that a lot of the stuff I wrote down to explain 
might not be everything that needs to be explained. So what I mean by that is I'm about to give you a list of words and phrases, but after reading the passage again, I realize there's probably a lot more stuff that I could explain. But if you have any questions or doubts or anything like that, you can always send me a message on my website at lifeinenglish.net, or you can uh, send me a message on Instagram at English with Kaizen. All right, so let's get into this vocabulary really quick, and then we will be done, my friend. So, number one, no longer. No longer. When these two words are together, all it means is not anymore. For example, I no longer like pizza. It'd be very strange for somebody to say that because pizza is fucking amazing. But if I said that, what I would mean is I don't like pizza anymore. You see? No longer. Not anymore. All right, the next one is fade, F-A-D-E. To fade just means to gradually disappear. For example, maybe your favorite t-shirt, it's a black t-shirt, but if you wash it 10, 20, 30, 100 times, eventually the color will start to fade, and that black shirt will slowly or gradually go from black to like a light brown and to like a gray. It'll just slowly lose its color. It'll fade, all right? The color will fade, I should say. All right, the next one is blend, B-L-E-N-D, blend. And to blend is to mix a substance with another substance so that they combine together. So a more realistic example would be maybe you want to make a smoothie or a juice drink or something like that. So you put in, you get a blender or a liquefier, you put in some, I don't know, orange juice, you put in pineapple chunks and apples and bananas or whatever, then you turn on the machine it goes and it blends everything together it mixes it all together into a new substance hopefully that makes sense the next word is quest q u e s t quest a quest is a long or arduous search for something that's a google definition so the way i look at it is it's a it's a very long journey in which you're searching for a particular thing all right, so you can go on a quest to find the treasure. That's probably the most common situation in which you'll hear that word. It's not very common, but it just means to pursue something. You know, if you go on a quest, you're going on a journey to find something. Look, Think about it that way. All right, the next term is short-circuiting. Short-circuiting. To short-circuit something means to shorten a process or an activity by using a more direct but less proper method that's probably not the best definition but to short circuit something basically just means to shorten a process or an activity by using an alternative method and that alternative method generally isn't the proper or the correct way to get that activity done all right if that doesn't make sense because i hear myself explaining this and i feel like it still might not be very clear if it doesn't make sense just search for it on google maybe you'll find some other examples but that's you know the best example or explanation I can give you. Um, let's see. Ah, actually, I can give you an example. Short circuiting. It's not the best example, but I just thought of it just now. So you might think that learning a language, maybe you need to uh, go to a school, pay for the classes, learn grammar, learn spelling, learn pronunciation, uh, do a bunch of exercises, and you need to do that for three to six years before you can start speaking to somebody and feel confident having a conversation in this foreign language, right? A way to short-circuit that process would simply be by finding someone who speaks that language and speaking to them. You know, you're shortening the activity. You're jumping all these 
necessary steps or what people think of as necessary steps in getting right to the result that you want. You know, so it's a it's an alternative way. It's a way that most people don't consider correct. But it's still effective. You know what I mean? So think of it as a shortcut. It's probably the best way I can explain it. All right. Next term on the list is correlation. Correlation is a mutual relationship or connection between two or more things. And last on the list is acquaintance. An acquaintance is just a person um, that you know, not necessarily a friend, but somebody that you know, maybe a colleague or something like that. So similar to a friend, but not as close to you. All right, my friends, that is it for this episode. So if you made it to the end, I want to just thank you for your time and your attention. I hope you enjoyed the show. This is Life in English Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you later. Peace! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.